Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Something about the children's voices kind of setting the platform for our hymns this morning. And if you think that's good, wait until they sing on their own. And if you think that's good, wait until we do the Apostles' Creed and the Lord's Prayer. Because part of the focus of our work at St. John's is to put your children's roots deeply in the river of God's grace. And you can hear it, and you can feel it, and you can sense it. And I love that part of worshiping this morning and worshiping together. If you could hear them sing and participate in chapel on Wednesday, it's unreal. I maintain that's the largest worshiping group in our congregation. About 800 of them sitting in here doing their thing and hearing the Word of God. There's something rich and deep, something that, that uh, signifies the richness and the meaning of third grade lives immersed in the wellspring of God's grace and love. There's a wellspring in your heart. There's a wellspring in mine. And when that heart is full and, 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 the, and the living water, the, the goodness of God is bubbling over in our hearts, we have, we have energy, we're pliable, we can move from situation to situation, from thing to thing and person to person, and things go relatively well. And then there's those times where our lives become very, very parched and our well seems to run dry. Seems like the last season of life in America has been kind of dry. People trying to get on and on and do this and do that and not quit. And I'm not sure about all y'all. You're raising little kids. I'm encouraging adult children and a grandson, and it's an incredible amount of work. I have some days, probably more than I'd care to admit, where the wellspring of my heart seems to be fairly dry. My roots are embedded in what I can do and my power and strength alone, and, and then I become irritable because I feel alone. And then I pull back and retreat from people because I don't want anyone to poke at me when I feel I don't have any energy. And then the focus of leadership, the focus of my life becomes pounding away and breaking rather than building up and bringing together. How's your heart? Is your heart full as we gather together this morning? Does your mind go to good, beautiful places? We're about six weeks into school, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. And you're burned in, man. If you have a third grader, you are burned into the routine of your days. I don't know what time you wake up, but I know at our house, before six o'clock, everyone's up and cooking. There's breakfast, there's lunch, there's all sorts of things that has to happen. The handoffs between this car and that car and this practice and that practice, everyone's kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do. We're burned into those routines. And so six weeks, seven weeks out, it's a good thing to maybe take a little assessment of the heart. Where are you at? How's it, how's it going for you? Do you feel like the roots of your life and the lives of those whom you share family are finding meaning and richness and refreshment in the river of God's grace? How 
How are you doing? I read a quote this week from the book that we're kind of following through, and I, I love this quote. It, the, the author says, God is more concerned with how we are doing than what we are doing. I love that. God is more concerned with how we are doing than what we are doing. And if you turn to page four in your worship bulletin and you look at that lesson from Jeremiah, I think there's a little something that might affect how you're doing what you're doing. Verses seven and eight, Jeremiah chapter 17. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. It leaves, its leaves are always green. It has no worry in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Your roots in the river of God's love. God just doesn't care about what you're doing. God cares about how you're doing. God isn't like a cruise director where He checks off all the things you've got to do to have a good cruise through life. And somehow if we do more things, our lives are richer and more meaningful. And if we do fewer lives, then life is less meaningful. The reality here is just the opposite. If our roots are deep in the river of the love of our Lord, then we find ourselves being resilient, pliable, and able to handle life's twists and turns. That peace from Jeremiah is powerful, but blessed is the one who trusts in Him. People with deep roots, people who are grounded, people who aren't swept away with every fad and every comment and every bit of the news cycle, people who are grounded with roots in the deep love of God through faith in Jesus Christ, they are blessed. And the call there is to trust. And I don't know about you, but trust is trust is tough because trust means relinquishing a sense of all control of our lives. There's things that we hold on to and we can handle and, and, and we can move through. And there's things that are out of control that we can't affect. And so trust means we put our hands, we put our lives in the hands of Jesus. To a degree, we let go, and we put our today and our tomorrows in the hands of Jesus. And there's a marvelous richness and peace that comes with that. It takes us away from the clipboard, away from the check marks, away from all the things that we got to do, and it allows us to lay those burdens on Jesus. In essence, saying, Lord, my life is in your hands, my roots are in your river, and you can guide my life and guard my heart. I love that. I love that we put our lives in the hands of Jesus. Who better to put our lives in the hands of? For if anyone's ever earned our trust, it's our Lord Jesus. He has provided for us closeness with God through faith in Him. His love sacrificed for us in a way that makes it easy to trust Him, but we still like to hang on and God taps us on the shoulders and says, you're all uptight. You're all anxious. I got this. Let me lead and you follow. 
And we'll get to the end through this time of fatigue and frustration together. God allows us with our roots in the river of His grace to look at ourselves as loved and cared for and as belonging to Him and as lives that have an eternal value, not just a value in the what's that we can do. God saw to that connection to us when Jesus died for all of us. Our todays, our tomorrows in the hands of Him who loved us more than we could love ourselves, our roots in His river. When I think of the river in Jeremiah chapter 17, I don't think of Havasu. It wasn't but a couple weeks ago my wife and I were on the way to Phoenix and the 10 had blown out. There was a, a lanes had gone out from a, a quick flash flood that had blown through. And, and so we decided to take the scenic route up through Yucca Valley in 29 Palms out across the barren desert where there's a whole lot of nothing. And we got to this little thing of water called the Colorado River. And I thought, this ain't the kind of river that God's talking about in Jeremiah 17. There's boats and fun and all of those things, but it was 117 when we pulled across that river. The river that's described here is a river of cool water, a river with trees and plants, a river that has life teeming around it and in it, a river that's filled with refreshment, and whose trees by the side are ever green. Life by the river. From Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Life by the river is peaceful. Your roots in the river of God's love drives a transcendent sense of peace in your lives. I love that. Jeremiah says your, the, the tree is evergreen and always bearing fruit. So two quick things to think about. How do we look at ourselves as evergreen? Sometimes we look at ourselves and we might feel a little bit like a drone Got to do this, got to do that. There's a, a, a disc that was put into the back, a program put into our brain, and we just do what we got to do. But our roots of our lives are tapped into an eternal and inexhaustible peace that never runs dry. We, could a long, we can look at a long list of what's and put them into context. How important are they? How significant are they? How many are there? What result will there be? Are we more concerned with how much we can do rather than how we are doing? An evergreen life is a life that can go back to the Word and the promise of God and speak a marvelous message of peace to a tired or an anxious heart and find in God's promises a sense of refreshment. Last week, I led the service in the auditorium, and the praise band was just on fire. We had the second graders singing, I believe. They were on fire. It was just fantastic. And there was a praise song that we sang that I've come back to a little refrain day in and day out this week. It says, I am a child of God. I am a child 
of God. There were moments this week where I had frustration and anxiety, and I chased the branches and the leaves and the fruit all the way back down the tree of my life and looked at those roots, and I said, you know what? I am a child of God. My roots in His river. And sometimes just an acknowledgement that we are tied in and connected to something and someone eternal drives a sense of evergreen peace. I am a child of God. And so we look at ourselves as evergreen, and that also allows us to look at others as evergreens. People and relationships are not a means to get things done that we want to get done. Rather, the people in our lives are gifts of God, and how they are doing in our lives and in the lives of our family are critical. Husbands are gifts to wives, pretty much. Wives are gifts to husbands all the time. <laughs> Children are gifts to us all, and they keep us evergreen and ever-growing as well. And when we view them as gifts of God, there's a marvelous transcendent peace that washes over our souls. And in the midst of all the stuff that goes on, the markets and the rumors of wars and the weather and life and death and sickness and all of those things, we are reminded of the gifts that God gives to us in the people in our lives. And the responsibility that we have towards them is driven by love and grace and kindness. And so we turn to the Lord in gratitude for the people in our lives. And with our hearts full, we can encourage and love those closest to us, little people, and add value and encouragement to their hearts. They too are children of God. And we remind them of that day by day by day. You guys going to sing? You ready to sing? Yeah, they're fired up. What I love about that is the what for me when the children sing isn't as important as what's going on in here. I could care less about the pitch and the intonation and the instrumentation. I could care less about the notes on the page and all of those things. I'm concerned with the exuberance and the joy and the happiness that they deliver to you because I think we're reminded today in the voices of third graders that our roots are deeply rooted in the river of God's grace. In Jesus' name, amen.